Thank you so much to our new Patreon subscribers. Adam Fowler, Leo, Katie Cool, Grace Irving, Jay, Jacqueline Fairgreave, and Sigrid Vink. You are the dill to our pickle. Folks, thank you so, so much for supporting us on Patreon. It really, really helps. Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, a new teaser trailer for Arcane Season 2 has dropped. It's only 45 seconds long, but it's got me hyped for a rewatch and new episodes, which will be coming out in November of this year. Uh, So just to sum up really quick, we've got... Dune Part 2 coming out in March. Mm. We've got House of the Dragon Season 2 coming out in November. We've got Arcane Season 2 dropping in November and Stormlight Arcade 5 closing out the year in December. And we're only a week into this year. I mean, like, there is probably going to be so many more announcements for things. Let's not forget Halo Season 2 February. (laughs) (laughs) Stop trying to make Halo happen. It's not going to happen. Halo's happening. (laughs) (laughs) I swear, you are, like, literally the only person on the internet who likes this show. (laughs) Obviously not, though. I mean, they made another season of it. I I feel like in the board meeting when they were deciding whether or not to do Season 1 or 2, they just played me a bunch of times, like, altering my voice a little bit. Like, see, look, this guy really loves (laughs) we gotta do it for this guy we gotta do it for chat no i'm so excited for arcane me too like the first time i watched that show i just couldn't believe the quality the attention to detail the music the acting the animation oh man and i don't know anything about league of legends i know nothing about that game mostly from my own designs like i I don't want to play it (laughs) i've heard too many horror stories i'm sorry if anybody out here is a huge league fan but i've heard too much about the toxicity but i don't know maybe i'll play it at some point but i really really like that show it's so so good i didn't know that the new trailer was out but this last week i actually started uh watching rewatching the first season no way really? yeah 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 totally when you were like the news this week is arcane i was like wow how relevant because i probably watched <laughs> i don't know three episodes or something i had forgotten how like insanely dark that show gets like oh, in the yeah. first like two yeah. ep- it's so sad it's very sad and, like i think the, it's like the third oh, episode if i'm remembering correctly yeah where everything it's it's like it, it feels like the climax of the whole show happens like a third of the way into that season yeah and then the rest of it's so i i thought it was gonna go one way and then all of a sudden now we're in this completely other place because there's like two time gaps jumps right i've only watched it one time i know that there's one i should know i just (laughs) well there's like the flashback in the very beginning and then there's like the time jump i suppose you could call it a time jump and then which is because it's more just like the prologue in the beginning. It's more like and a prologue, you're right. And then you're, but you're not wrong. I mean, like technically that is a time jump from the prologue Dude. and then like the major time jump later in the season. But if anyone's listening right now and you haven't watched Arcane, you should. Like you, like yeah. that's like my, that's my most highly recommended show next to like maybe Blue Eye Samurai or something. I couldn't agree more, man. It's, don't watch it though if you're kind of having a sad week, especially sure. for the first yeah. three episodes. Because man, there's like a scene where the sisters are having some conflict, and one is just like on her knees, like weeping, and it's just yeah. oh gosh, dude, it's heavy, it's really heavy stuff. But I mean, I'm fine with it. I don't mind heavy stuff in my shows if it's balanced out with a certain amount of levity, and I think that that's why Arcane really works for me, is yep. because like it's like the combination of like the animation and then like the show taking itself really seriously when it needs to, but it's like, it's not, it's not like super brutal the entire time. No, it just has super, super heavy moments 
that are short. Yeah. yeah, but you're right. On the animation, it should definitely get a nod because, man, it's yeah. so good. It's like this weird, like, not cel-shaded, not CGI, somewhere in the middle, and it's really good. They should make more shows. I think uh, when I, whenever I've talked about Stormlight Archive um, being made into a TV show, a lot of people say it should be animated like Arcane, which uh, we would only be so lucky, please. <laughs> like, I think it should be. Whatever gods are making TV shows, please do that for us. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you think that would be better than live action? Yeah. I mean, I went over this on one of my TikTok videos a few weeks ago, but I think Mistborn would be great. For live action i think they could they could totally nail it uh, yep. live action would really fit with the like ash like really dark like atmosphere of mistborn i think they could totally do it live action and it would totally do it justice i think for stormlight personally i would i would much rather see it animated i think it would just yep. it would i think it would look kind of dorky like i think the spren would look weird it's like with um, totally. the Wheel of Time when they were like showing the one power with the Wheel of Time. It's like, this looks weird. Like this just Yeah, looks... and like the suits would look kind of like Power Ranger-y yeah, maybe, yeah. No, you know? For sure. <laughs> <laughs> like... Power Ranger. Yeah, as opposed to like exactly these like crystal, like, no, they for sure. like these crystal golems, you know? And exactly. that would look so yeah. cool with arcane style animation. Or even just regular, you know, pen and ink animation. It, I just don't think it would look good. Stormlight specifically, um, but there are—I mean—there's a lot of different stuff that I think is totally fine for live. Like I think um, the first law, the, all that Joe Abercrombie stuff, would be great for first uh, for live action. Live action, yeah. I was just going to ask you if you thought those would be good in live action. That's funny. Yeah, I think it would be really good. Yeah, uh, uh, Shades of Magic trilogy by V. E. Schwab, I think, would be really awesome to see in live action. There's a lot of different stuff, um, but yeah, for for some reason in my mind, when I think about Stormlight Archive, it's just like. My brain goes to Arcane. My brain yep. goes to, you know, uh, Blue Eye Samurai. Animate it. That would be the best way to go about doing it. But yeah, what a banger year that we have uh, coming up in front of us. What uh, what did you do this week? Um, let's see. So this week, um, I let's see. We didn't record the Golden Enclaves episode or the Dark Age episode. Zoran had COVID. Yeah, she's knocking on death's door. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's fine. But like, she's hearts gonna... are with you, Zoran. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, Zoran, I think is uh, has recovered now. We're going to record that episode. If you're listening to this on Monday, we're going to record that episode tonight. Should be out uh, pretty soon this week. And then the Dark Age episode, uh, I finished Dark Age like I think almost over a week ago, and I just I think we just haven't we just haven't gotten to it. Like our schedules yeah. were just not lining up. But that's fine, you know. Uh, we'll get it out. And then I uh, I haven't started Lightbringer. I took the dust jacket off. I took a picture of it and put it on Instagram and said I was reading it. That's movement. I haven't started it. It's sitting on my nightstand right now. So Lightbringer, I've heard, is not as intense as Dark... I mean, I'm sure it's as intense. I've heard it's not as messed up. Like Dark Age was one of the most difficult books to get through for me for, for 2023. Like it, it took forever and it was really sad and it was really violent and really graphic. And it, it was just like one chapter after another of just, okay, so... That person's being pulverized. Oh, cool. That person got cut in half by a rail right. slug. Like, okay, cool. Oh, wow. That was an explosion that killed millions of people. Like, whoa. Okay. Like, geez. And then all the emotions <laughs> that go, all the emotions that go with that. And, it, and it's the thing with, and we'll talk about this more in the episode for sure, but it's like, I don't mind it being realistic. I don't mind it being violent. I don't mind it being graphic. None of that. No. It's just like my headspace and like just like current events and stuff and just like reading dark age in october and november <laughs> and december was like, like getting dark at four was, outside yeah right it was just like a big combination of all that but anyway yeah and i think 
it's missing the juxtaposition of the lighthearted. Like there was like a, a heroism element to the first three where it's like, yeah, yeah some like one, yeah. very bad things happen. But like there's always like those rousing speeches and like <laughs> the people like are so that. like committed to their part. cause. You know, they're so believe in what they're doing. And now it's like everyone's questioning <laughs> everything. And so it's yeah. like hard to get behind the real dark stuff when there isn't that juxtaposition of the real light, like her- heroism, you know? It's like with most stories, though, you have like the the darkest before the dawn moment, the the yeah. the dark midnight of the soul moment. Um, so I feel like that is. I mean, the book's called Dark Age. Dark, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but I finished a, a book called Book Lovers by Emily Henry. It's a romance novel. I really liked it a lot. It was really really cool. Um, I had kind of, you know, I read some romance and stuff, and and I, I like romance uh, quite a bit. I like romanticy. I like regular romance. What's the difference? I mean, romanticy is, uh, you know, like secondary world, like high fantasy. Okay, fantasy more, romance. Yeah. Uh, it's I both probably ways. shouldn't have been able to pick that up. <laughs> I didn't want to make fun of you, but yeah. Well, thank you. I'll make fun of me. Yeah. Here, I'll pick up that word and put it in my pocket. Uh, but um, with book lovers, like for some reason, I had like this mental block with these romance books where it was like the cartoon covers. For some reason in my mind, I was just like, those are probably all bad, which is such a silly thing to think, obviously, because like, obviously they're that most of them probably aren't evan right you know what i mean like you can't just like swear <laughs> off and, and it wasn't this thing where i was like going on tiktok and like nobody should read these books or it's just like whenever i walked by them in the store or something i was like meh whatever i don't care about those but uh my friend aaron sent me book lovers for christmas through a secret santa thing and i picked it up and i didn't stop reading for 150 pages and then i fell asleep and then i read another 150 pages <laughs> and then <laughs> immediately and then, upon waking <laughs> uh yeah pretty much i mean it's some stuff but like yeah and then um i finished the last like 75 today so i read it really fast and it's really really good i liked it a lot um it's about a it's pretty cool because like the romance books are so tropey and people really like the tropiness but like with book lovers it's about a literary agent who is very aware of all of the tropes that would go into romance novels so her character is like kind of buttoned up against a lot of those tropes and like so aware of them that she like she like the main character of this romance book doesn't take romance book tropes seriously so it's like it's such a cool twist on the idea of it and like she's like the 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 grumpy one you know what i mean and like the the love interest charlie i love i love the love interest so much I don't know. It's just such a good book, man. Like it, it was just like such a nice book to read after finishing like Dark Age and, you know, reading uh, even like uh, Golden Enclave's got a little dark. I mean, it's not as dark as Dark Age, obviously, but like finishing up Skull of Mance, there was some like... It did get know, a little dark at times. Yeah, there were some pitfalls in there and stuff. But Book Lovers was so easy to read. I've never read an Emily Henry book. Uh, she is very, very good at writing dialogue. Like she, she doesn't mess around with... She, like we're not wasting time with what stuff looks like we're not wasting time with like we're just going to dig into this person's character we're going to have some cool spicy fun uh, playful banter we're going to have like this cool situation set up and then like good kind of like rolling out of revelations you know towards the end which is always what you want in a kind of like very character driven uh, romance book like this is you really want to have like you don't want to give away the whole farm like you don't want to tell the audience immediately every single thing about every person you want to kind of like roll it out slowly and have like this cool revelation that kind of like builds up into the end and and you know um you know kind of also like what you would want to do with like the all the like the sex scenes of them like getting together and stuff you don't want to just like have it happen in the first couple of chapters it's like no they got to no. bounce off each other a couple of times you know and and, and and it's just i feel like this book there needs to be some did it really well 
Yeah. So I'm probably going to read some more Emily Henry this year. Actually, I think um, Happy Place or Beach Read, I think, are the other ones. And I think there's another one coming out here pretty soon. But I really liked it. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it for anybody that's looking for like a palate cleanser. And like I was in a little bit of a reading slump, too. You know, just like like I started Duma Key and I got like I got like 300 pages and almost like halfway through Duma Key. And I was just like, I don't really want to finish this. Like, it's not bad, like at all. I just, it's like an old guy at the beach. Like, I didn't. There's more to it than that. It's funny when you're reading multiple books at the same time. And I know we've been talking about doing less of that, but we're still just doing that. So we got to clean up our house a little bit here. But when you're reading multiple books at the same time, and one of them is not very good, it's kind of like a like an engine running with like. <laughs> <laughs> the pistons aren't aligned properly. Like it kind right, of somehow yeah. like affects all of the other books that you're reading at the same time. It just kind of makes the whole thing like stutter a little bit. And then if you have like two books that you don't really like, yeah, those it's, it's like, stuff. man, the engine is really running like garbage, you know, and it can really affect all of the books that you're reading. And so no, uh, I, I feel you. That's, that, I think that's that why maybe led to your slump. <laughs> I think I just got a little carried away because I was just like, I just wanted to read. I don't know why. I just got in a mood and I was like, I want to read Stephen King. And then this one just like didn't didn't super bring me in. It's not bad by any means. I mean, Duma Key is a good book, but I just wasn't in the mood for it. I thought I was. So I dropped it. Maybe maybe I'll pick it up later. Get it on, get it on audiobook or something. But so now I'm finished with Book Lovers. I'm not reading Duma Key. What does the name Duma Key mean? Sorry to interrupt you. Oh, it takes place in the Florida Keys, and I think Duma oh, okay. is the name of one of the keys. Uh, I don't think Duma Key is a real Florida Key. Okay. Just like Kokomo isn't a real island? Kokomo is not a real island? No, it's like, in a place like Kokomo, oh. with, you know, the Beach Boy song, it's like not a real island. <laughs> is Key Largo real? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. all the other ones are like, Key Largo, Montego, ooh, I want to take it to Bermuda, <laughs> Bahama, come on, pretty much. Yeah, but Kokomo is not a real place. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay what did i say okay so sorry I, I finished <laughs> no it's cool i read i read a cool romance book i stopped reading duma key uh we're almost done with red rising here we finished up uh skull romance before i get to binti um which i'll probably start like next week probably at some point and then after binti we're into throne of glass we're, we're getting there everybody nice. um so i've been reading this other series and i think i'm going to drop the series for now just for s simply just for simplifying things just because we have a lot to read um, I got a little carried away over winter break or whatever, and I started mm -hmm. reading Mage Errant by John Bierce, and uh, I finished the second one, uh, The Jewel of the Endless Erg, I think is what the second book is called, and it's, it was really cool. I, I just, it's not wowing me. It's not like the best thing I've ever, you know what I mean? I, I, I just need to, I need to put it over here for a little bit. I'm happy with it. I think it's really cool. I would definitely recommend uh, Mage Errant to anybody who's like looking for a school trope, uh, more of a YA tone to things, a little more playful. You know, it's it gets it's 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 in there with the characters, and you know, you're getting some fairly deep exploration of of things. But it's um it's very very heavy on the magic system. Like it really like John Beerus really wants you to know how this works, and it can get a little bit like over flashy and a little bit over descriptive for my taste personally where we're kind of like in the middle of something and he's like okay i know that a lot of stuff is going on right now but i would really love to explain to you exactly why all of this is working for like four and a half paragraphs 
like while pirates are attacking. You know what I mean? It's just like, okay. Totally. Could, maybe we could do this <laughs> a little bit later. <laughs> like, I, I'm interested. I want to know for sure. Like, that really is my only gripe. If, if you could even call it a gripe with Mage Errant, is that it feels a little bit over descriptive with the magic system. But honestly, you all know me, people that have been listening to me for a long time. I'm a huge, like, I'm. <laughs> I, I'm a stickler, if that's the right word. I, I don't like really overly explained magic systems being spoon-fed to me like that. It's just a personal taste thing. But that's, that's funny because I also hate it when magic systems aren't explained to me very well. So like, <laughs> that is like one of my most like kind of like dramatic things that I do is like complain about magic systems because like I I seem to have a very like narrow tolerance for like so that's just me well i think you're t- like almost all of it could be covered with you have a low tolerance towards magic systems which are very pervasive which is why it seems like you're complaining about it a lot but it's really just one problem that you have with it which is a magic system that's all about thinking harder like well, i'm thinking yep. real hard so and then it makes magic it. happen it's like that's one dude, side that's not it. cool no so there's like the harry potter magic where it's just like i guess as long as if you yell it louder it works better like right right and a lot of Add other a to the end of words fira but, probably fire um, will come but out. the other kind that i that i'm not a huge fan of is like like a good example is like the beginning of the way of kings when like seth is like climbing up the walls you know what i mean and like brandon sanderson's just like he used this thing for this spot because if he'd use it like this it would be the, and, and it's like it's just a little <laughs> bit over descriptive for my personal taste like it's just me i'm over here totally like lay me with, some foundation first I don't know. <laughs> but he is laying it's too much foundation it doesn't matter Dude, uh, but the way that seth moves by changing like the grower gravity oh it's so cool see, and that's why it appeals to you He's because like you're falling your everywhere um but for anybody that's curious about mage errant the first book is really charming the second book kicks, like, kicks it into high gear and i know that every book gets much longer after that there's seven of them uh yeah i mean if you're looking for you know like kid at magic school stuff but yeah, it's right up your alley. It's really cool. Okay, so I'm talking about all that. There's one more thing I want to talk about, and that is Gardens of the Moon. Oh, baby, maybe. So obviously we need to talk <laughs> just, just a little bit. Um, for everybody listening that's not following along with us from Malazan, Chad and I will not be talking about Malazan for every Monday Morning Minute episode, obviously. We're going to be We're reading gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I read like an entire Malazan book in one day and like don't eat or something. <laughs> <laughs> I this is my third time reading Gardens of the Moon and I am so happy that we're reading these books again. I am so so freaking happy it's to crazy be here. This is your third time reading Gardens of the because it's like easily the worst one. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is like I'm really enjoying myself and it's and in the Discord in the Malazan Discord channel there's a lot of people in there that are like, I thought this was going to be way worse. This is fine. Like, I'm really enjoying myself here. I think we did a really good hey. job at telling everybody how crappy it was going to be. And we Under lowered promise, everybody's... over deliver. <laughs> <laughs> we lowered everyone's <laughs> expectations. Um, and I'm really excited to, to do the episode. I thought January 15th was this Friday. That was when I was going to be ready for us to put out our first Malazan episode. It's actually next Monday. And I told the entire internet that uh, everybody that's ever seen my, seen my face um that we we're doing it on the 15th so i guess we should just do it on the 15th and how much of the episode or of the book are we covering in their first okay, episode so, so this is another thing i wanted to go over uh just for funsies <laughs> so there are 10 malazan book of the fallen books by steven erickson and there's a bunch more by steven erickson and by ian esselmont who helped uh steven erickson design the world we are focusing on the first on not the first but we are focusing on the 10 the main 10 books so that'd be like Gardens of the Moon, Dead House Gates, Memories of Ice, House of Chains, 
Toll the Hounds, Dust of Dreams, Midnight Ties, uh, Crippled God. From all memory? The, all the, uh, well, I'm not saying you just do that from memory. It's not in order. Oh, like still pretty good. <laughs> what I'm saying though is like we're focusing on those books, and we're not deviating. We're not going to read short stories. We're not going to read novellas. We're not going to read Esselmont books or anything. So if anyone was curious, it's just those ten books. Um, and when we're reading those, and we're when we're doing the episodes for them, I'm calling each book a volume. So like Gardens of the Moon is volume one of the Malazan Book of the Fallen. And then there are books inside of those volumes. So each complete book is a volume from cover to cover. <laughs> it's so funny though, man. Like it's so funny because like, so Gardens of the Moon has seven books. And so for our podcast, we're going to be, we're going to be covering the first two books for the first episode, second two books for the second episode and the last three books for the third episode. And then we're going to move on to Dead House Gates and books two to books nine all have four episodes, uh, four books in them. So we're going to do four episodes per book. We're going to do a book per episode per volume. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I'm trying to make this trying to make this make as much sense as I can. Basically, each volume will be divided up into two podcast episodes. Four epi- four podcast episodes. Oh, oh right, cuz we're doing one we're per doing one. Yeah, exactly. Sure, yeah, 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 cuz we had a huge conversation about it and decided <laughs> that yes. Now I remember. Uh, I know a bunch of people are logging out of their Spotify right now and going <laughs> yeah, to do all this stuff. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to I do want to make this as clear as I can though because I know that a lot of people are going to be reading along with us. So you know I posted up I pinned a I pinned a post in the Discord in the Malazan Discord for every everybody that's curious. But also just to wrap up here, um, the tenth book also has uh, the tenth volume, The Crippled God, has seven books. <laughs> so we're going to do another three or four episodes for uh, book ten. But we'll cross the the book ten bridge in like November when we get to it because this is going to take us all. Year. It's weird that they broke up every volume into like the same amount. Like the first one's seven, yeah, and then all of them are four, Until and then the last, the last one. one is a seven again. Like it's weird. They, it's, it's like yeah. you'd think they'd be really like entrenched in the format by that point, but whatever. And I'm gonna, uh, Stephen. Uh, I know you're listening, so uh, make sure you respond to your emails because I'm gonna try really hard to get old Erickson on because I would yeah, love to end to this him. series with an interview with him. That would be so rad. Apparently, Stephen Erickson doesn't keep notes or outline, which what? Like, I was listening to, an, like, um, which makes actually a lot of sense. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I know. On the one hand, it's like wow, that's amazing, and then on the other hand, you're like, actually, no, this yeah, is kind of a mess. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I heard him saying that on the um, the 10 Very Big Books podcast that he was, I, and I guess that he has a history of like people asking him stuff and he's just like, I don't really remember writing that. Like, I don't, really, <laughs> it's all just kind of a fever dream. Yeah, those books are so vast in their scope and like mm-hmm. the different little eddies and rabbit trails that it goes on. I'm not surprised that he would have, I would have a hard time remembering all the nuances in that book. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to read them. I mean, I, I know that I was just talking about how heavy and dark, uh, dark ages and how, you know, intense Red Rising got. And I know that, you know, Malazan is also that. Like, for anybody listening who's curious about this series, like, it's it's very heavy. It's very dark. And it's just, like, it's existentially heavy. It's philosophically heavy. They're just big, long, complicated, dark, intense books. <laughs> and I'm yep. really excited to read them because one thing about them is that Steven Erickson really is an incredible writer. Like his writing is, ve- I feel like people don't talk about it enough. I mean, it's, it, he has such an engaging style. Like it's, you can just get so swept up in it. You know, the world building is really interesting. He has a anthropology degree from the University yeah. of, Victor- of Victoria and you can really tell. And 
I'll always remember this from your your joke that the first time we brought up malls on you're like oh yeah just lots of pottery and so it's many like clay it's, pots so many clay pots you know but it's so true because there's like the clay pots is more of a outcome of the book having a lot of history written into it which makes sense because he's a uh, anthropologist yeah i'm i'm I, I, that's that's it for me from for my week everybody um just you know i liked book lovers a lot and uh yeah gardens of the moon is it's just so good so far I'm so excited. Dude, I'm so glad that you're enjoying it. Did you start it? Let me, let me tell me about your week. Oh, let's hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll start I'll start with that. I did uh, read it. I haven't read... I'm like 70 probably. pages into it or something. Yeah. What'd you say? I'm like 70 pages in. Okay, I think like you said you're like seven pages. I was like, wow, that was a lot of <laughs> for seven pages. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm probably like 30 or 40 pages into it. Sure. And yeah. I remember the first time reading Malazan, and I've only read up to, I think, seven or eight, somewhere in there. It's still a lot. But the first time... Yeah, it's a lot. Um, it took me almost half a year to do it, but I was reading it alone. And, but throughout all of them, I remember being so stoked and really looking forward to the second time that I would read them because they're really books I feel like that are like almost more enjoyed. You can kind of sit back and enjoy it a little bit more because you're not trying to figure everything out. And that has definitely been my experience so far is just like enjoying the ideas within the book. I mean, we start off on like a battlefield with like a moon. Uh, floating above us that has like a city that's under it's just so cool it's so cool the ideas in there are just radical and i'm really excited to be reading it for the second time so definitely sunk it took a little nibblings on that but excited to read a lot more and i'm really excited about our formatting too because we don't have to just chunk through the whole book i feel like no we can do like one little episode like every yeah yeah you know it's like i feel like we'll be it'll be like um like positive reinforcement you know we'll be like yeah we didn't read very much but it was enough to make an, a podcast episode so it'll feel like we accomplished a lot you know and i yeah. think that'll keep the motivational truck a rolling you know i am on the final he who fights with monsters so didn't quite accomplish my goal of finishing him before Malazan, but that's okay. I still feel pretty good about it. Yeah, that's quite the achievement. That's a those are a, that's a lot of really big books, man. That's a lot of really big books. Yeah, they're uh, they're awesome, and I like reading them so much in the physical ones because I've switched over to just to the physical copies since I received them from one of our wonderful listeners, and I really am enjoying the like tactile feel of reading those books. Tactile. Yeah, dude, it's so good. The pterodactyl feel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also on the final Murderbot book. Oh, wow. Damn, those, you really that crushed series through is those. so awesome. I crushed them. Yeah, but I mean, you know, the first five or six or something are like, if you listen to it on 2.5 speed on audiobook, it's like an hour and a half. Totally. Yeah. To get through each one. So it's really not like that impressive to get through them all. I I'm interested to see how it wraps up because is there's obviously the like one. Sorry to keep interrupting. Is it? Oh, is no, no, it's fine. One? I don't know, like in the series, like that, the, yeah. that it will be coming out. I have no idea. In fact, let me look that up real fast. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Hmm. It just says there will be seven of them. So, oh, cool. Okay, so you're on six right now. Ah, uh, I think so. <laughs> they go by so fast. I know. <laughs> I just go to the next one. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm on the seventh one. System collapse. Oh, so that is the seven. That's the last one. Yeah, yeah that's the last one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, or at least that's what Google just told me that's with like true. a very little research. So there might be another one coming out, but I don't think so, especially since this one's like a, actually a full book. Can you feel um, it wrapping up? Kind of like I, okay. I feel it like coming to some conclusions, but like this one, it clearly needed more than just an hour and a half worth of book in order to accomplish because the other ones are like they're 
I don't even, vibey is not the right word, but they're like little miniature jaunts. They're like, Murderbot's doing this. He meets up with these people and does this. And it's like, it's definitely not a story of Murderbot finding its humanity. It's like finding its, how it's different than humanity almost. You know, it's like, it's def- it's finding how it's sentient maybe. Hmm. And like finding the value in its own existence. And yet realizing that it is not human, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then he gets like, I don't know. I do wish there was a little bit more side characters. I kind of hope that I'm not very far into system collapse, but I hope that there's a little bit more like growth with the side characters because there are some cool side characters introduced to us in the books, but they're not like around for the next book. I don't feel like you're like hanging out with them. Yeah, they're just kind of there for a little bit. They serve their purpose and they move on. Sometimes they're even mentioned in further books, but like it's it's really cool. And it's funny. Murderbot seems to not care about anything he just wants to like watch his shows and be left alone but like he also super cares about everything so it's a really interesting theme to the book of him like almost going against his like don't care nature you know he seems really ambivalent but then at the same time he goes way out of his way to protect those around him that he like barely knows he just thinks they're like good people you know so it's interesting you weren't like expecting to read these it seems like you just kind of stumbled into them yeah yeah i only read them started reading them because of your explanation of the like "Eh, it's about a robot who just kind of sits around thinking morose thoughts about society and how he fits into it uh, and (laughs) watching shows and i was like i do all the time (laughs) yeah yeah right i was like that seems like a really lame sounding tv show just like sitting around and watching tv shows but it's really not that i mean it is that like i totally get why you said that you're not wrong but uh there's a lot of of adventure and some some action that occurs there but yeah it's uh it's just it's interesting. And once I read that first one, it just kind of hooked me. I was like, this is just so interesting and so yeah. different. It surprises me not at all that the general populace enjoys it and they kind of kind of became like a cult classic sort of thing. Yeah, it's interesting that you keep calling them him because I don't think that Murderbot has a gender. No, that's just me personifying him because I am a him. Yeah, yeah totally. because I've looked up, is Genderbot a man or a woman? Because I didn't know. And it's like, Genderbot, Genderbot is... <laughs> you said Genderbot. <laughs> oh, Genderbot. Um, not what I meant. Is Murderbot a man or a woman? And the answer to that question is, Murderbot is non. Yeah. He's a robot. Like, or sh- it is a robot. <laughs> but yeah, so there's no no gender to old Murderbot. <laughs> yeah, I'm really glad you're enjoying it. That's so cool. Dude, I, like, I think it's really cool that you just kind of like picked that up on a whim and here you are like six seven books later and really enjoying it like a short time dude later i've been too. enjoying them yeah. yeah yeah i've been enjoying them quite a bit yeah i'm really trying to be more focused in the reading just like pushing through books and i think it is making my uh experience of the read a lot better for it uh i'm excited well like i'm not looking forward to maybe excited is the wrong word but i am anticipating once again re-sinking my teeth into how to stop smoking by uh alan carr as we're past the new year and we're on to starting new things in this year so that's a uh, goal of mine is to repick that restart that again this uh coming week and kind of you got give this, it man. give it take its your due. time yeah take your time yeah i'm stoked though it'll be good oh yeah yeah that's all that i've been reading but I watched two really cool things with the except besides Arcane that I started watching like a few of those episodes. I started the show 1883. Have you heard about this? You heard about this? 1883. Do you ever watch Yellowstone? No, um, my dad is like really into that show right now. I feel like all dads are. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, probably. It's a dad show for sure. But it's uh, it's really good. Very good. I like it a lot. And this 1883 is like the post-Civil War generation of the Dutton family, which is what Yellowstone is all about, and their travels to Texas, and then they join like a wagon train, 
team that's undertaking the arduous journey west to Oregon. Um, and then I think they probably won't make it all the way to Oregon because Yellow, the Dutton family is in Montana is where they settle. So I think they'll probably stop somewhere along the road, but I haven't gotten there yet. And it's just like a good old classic Western about people traveling across the Oregon Trail. And it's just good. Very good. How do you find these shows? Like, are you just like scrolling through Netflix and or? Oh, no, this one was recommended to me. Uh, A friend told me to watch it. And then, yeah, sometimes, yeah, I'll just go to Netflix when I'm like uh, graphic designing or something. I'll just pull up Netflix on the other side if I'm not listening to a book on tape and just like kind of window shop. You know, I'm like, oh, that looks like a cool picture, you know, and I'll watch the little blurb that Netflix shows you. you, You're usually like working on like other work while you're watching Netflix. Do you have do you have like oh, trouble almost sometimes? never do I just watch a show. Yeah. Or like, I mean, do you have trouble like paying attention to what's going on? Like totally. But so do you have to like rewind stuff? Yeah. 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 Totally. Which is <laughs> yeah, like often, uh, which is why I like listening to something like Murderbot, which is maybe like not so serious and like you can kind of miss a little bit of story and you're kind of still with them, you know, uh, totally. like I would never listen to Malazan and graphic design at the same time. It's just not going to be a thing that I can do, you know? It's really interesting because I, I feel like with Malazan, for me personally, it's not the kind of series that I'm going to be able to listen to. But then there are other people, I think someone even in the Discord already was like, oh yeah, like I, maybe it was one of my Instagram comments or something, but somebody said that they had a lot of trouble with Malazan initially, but then they started listening to it and it all clicked for them interesting but i think that it's just yeah everybody's just so different with how they how they absorb stuff because like i can listen to something like like the emily henry book that i I mean i read it on paper but i have a feeling that those kinds of books like the kind of more romance books i feel like i could maybe dip out consciously for a few seconds and i'd still kind of like you know i know what a chair is i know what a right right pair of sunglasses is i know what a convertible is like i um i don't there's not as much world building being done there's not as many new words to learn with those kinds of books but then i mean also too like i don't know it just depends because sometimes i am listening and i get a little distracted and i'm like wait what the hell happened because like a bunch of stuff just happened at once and i have to like that's why that you know that rewind button is there though very convenient button. remember when you couldn't pause or rewind tv like you just had to watch it, like go to the bathroom fast. Um, when we're, when I when I was listening to, uh, I listened to most of Dark Age, and I found myself because I think not only is what you're what I'm graphic designing, whether or not it's like a text based uh, t shirt design or something a little bit more involved, that also has an effect. And then also like the depth of the story of the book or show also does. Because like right. I remember Dark Age, or like maybe I shouldn't say the depth, but my excitement to it. And like since Dark Age, I wasn't like super like, wow, like loving it the entire time. I kept like going back and be like, oh, what's happening right now? Like something crazy would happen, like explosion or death. And I'd be like, wait, how are we here again? And I have to like go back. I listened to that book uh, multiple chapters, multiple times because I would just like kind of zone off doing other things because it didn't really have that hook in me deep. You know, so I think that the the content itself, not only in what I'm designing, but also in the story that I'm listening to also can either uh, aid or detract my listening experience and whether or not I can do two things at the same time. You know, it's funny because with, with Dark Age, I bought the audiobook because I was like, let's go. I want to own an audiobook. That's like Tim, Tim Gerard Reynolds is such a good narrator. Yeah. But I think with Dark Age, like for me, I, I just had to read it on paper because it was, I felt like, and I, this will be one of my chief kind of like complaints in the episode that we do too, for sure. Is like, I just felt like 
I didn't know who anybody was. Like ten years no. has gone by. Like it's just it's too long. But it's like presented like you should. I know. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, but yeah, we can talk about that in the episode, obviously. But yeah, I think it's it's just interesting to me that people just like absorb stuff so much differently. You know, like uh, I really love audiobooks because of the convenience, but I find myself rewinding a lot. And I feel like with other people, they're just they absorb like a hundred percent of everything when they listen to audiobooks, and it's just like their preferred way of getting that info, and it's really cool. That's only ever happened to me when I decided because it's only happened to me once and it was because I heard that it was like a pretty popular thing to do would be to read the book while listening to it. Yeah, I've heard a lot. So of you're like, do that yeah, too, yeah, I've heard. And I was like, well, that sounds crazy. Like the only reason you would listen to it is so you could do something else. Like, no, not true. And also <laughs> your retention, my re- retention went through the roof when I started doing that. I have only done it a few times, but I've definitely done it a few times. And those times I'm like, wow, I really like I'm getting a lot from this. And then I'm also stoked at how fast I can read because I had to crank up the speed at which I was listening to because I can read a lot faster than the like cap can go for how fast you can listen to it, you know, which I was pretty stoked of. Well, you can read faster than the, the like the three and a half times speed. Not three and a half. I'm not listening yeah. to it at that speed, but like two no, and a half for I, sure. I, it's funny that the three and a half speed, the option is even there. Dude, it's like, it's oh, like <laughs> Like, I mean, I guess like more if you can do it, do it. I can hit about <laughs> 2.8, but that's after like I couldn't just start at 2.8. No, I always have, have to like start, start lower, at like 2.3 yeah. and then kind of work my way up to it, even in that session. Like, um, you know, I can start to between 2 and 2.5, depending on the reader and just be fine with that. But if I want to get up to 2.7, 2.8, I'm working hard and I'm not doing anything else while I'm doing that. because That takes actual like listening to catch everything. I don't, I don't ever listen past like 2.0, really. Really? Like, yeah, I mean, like, I, I maybe mean, that's a little, probably it, good. It depends on the narrator, you know. I'm probably losing retention once I push faster than that, you know. I think it just depends on the narrator. Like, it's just, yeah, just depends on, like, because like, a lot of narrators take, like, huge pauses between what they're saying. Um, and a lot of them don't. Like, a lot of them are just really fast, <laughs> like, too fast. Dude, it's cr- well, yeah, but when you listen to them at one time speed after oh you're so God. used, yeah. it's like listening to them. T- I'm like, wow, this is ridiculous. Like, who would want this? But see, now you've done some uh, audiobook stuff, and like, I've tried some audiobook stuff, and I like read to Effie now and then um, before we go to oh, bed cool. or something. And like, I've noticed, like, you do kind of have to read it for like Dude. stamina. You know what I mean? You can't just blow through that stuff. I have a sticky note whenever I start recording for audiobooks like that I put up that just says slow down because I'll just start talking and I get excitable and I'm not really like a slow talker anyway. And yeah. so I need to really chill out. <laughs> it's hard. You get, it especially is hard. If, like, you're, like, if you're enjoying the story too. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Uh, and the only other thing that I did here was I watched a movie on Netflix called Nezha Reborn. It's N-E-Z-H-U Reborn. I think it's Neja Reborn. And it's basically about this like troubled youth who's trying to find his place, his place in this like huge kind of dystopian kind of steampunky-esque city. He's currently like a part-time smuggler, part-time motorbike racer against the wishes of his always disappointed father. Um, (laughs) And it's like just wants the family to be happy, older brother and adopted younger sister who very quickly suffers because of his uh, dalliances with the seedy underbelly of this city. And it turns out that this isn't like a spoiler or anything because it's very, very quickly uh, revealed. But he's like the reincarnation of like Neja, this like god of fire or something. And (laughs) it's really cool. It's very, very cool. Like the um, graphics were awesome in it. The fight scenes, super magnificent. It's kind of a story of this 
kid like overcoming and like fixing his family and fighting evil. And it was just a great classic little jaunt into a uh, dragon fireboy fights evil. <laughs> it was very cool. Was that a movie? It's a movie. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Man, I haven't been watching really anything. Like, I haven't been, I don't know. I've just been reading. I literally stopped graphic designing for most of the movie because it was so good. Oh, that's awesome. That's what Yeah, I was just like, this is so much fun, you know? Oh, that's cool. It's just, man, it was really, really cool. I, I love how in movies, the bad guy will sometimes be defeated like multiple times, but then at the last fight, he all of a sudden like reveals his like supreme mode. And then he like laughs, like thinking he will outfight our hero at last. It's like, <laughs> why did you allow yourself to be humiliated time and time again in front of your men and father when like ultimate mode was an option? Like, why did you? <laughs> I feel like that's like a Dragon Ball Z thing. Totally, yeah. totally it is. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I couldn't recommend Neja more if, or Neja Reborn more if you're trying to watch like a two hour long, just fun action anime well i think that wraps it up for us for uh our, our our weekly recap here did we have a review that we wanted to read yes we did let's do that and okay then, and then okay. and then roll out it. i want to go read gardens of the moon i should probably read lightbringer but cool yeah i got a book mail that i want to open too we'll do oh, a review cool. yeah. and then we'll wrap it up with book mail hell yeah okay so we have the uh review from kevin too and who did this three days ago so starting the new year off great thanks kevin uh, and it says, two great friends review books and go on lots of tangents, mostly sci-fi, fantasy, and horror. My favorite book review podcast. And he spelled favorite, the old school F-A-V-O-U-R-I-T-E. So very classy, Kevin. Very classy. I mean, it might just be from England. <laughs> oh, right. Is that, do they, do they spell it that way in England? <laughs> I thought it was like an old English sort of thing, you know, like, like oh 1800s sort of way of spelling it. Yeah, no. English people use uh, favorite with a U, color with a U. Oh. I think they say they say H instead of, instead of H. Uh, they say uh, H. Al <laughs> yeah, instead of we say H, they say H. Right. Uh, what? Say uh, aluminium instead of aluminum. Yeah, aluminium. I knew that one. Yeah, that's a thing. I think they spell gray differently. I can't. I can't ever remember. I think a uh, gray. Dude, G gray GR, always messes me up. There's a way it's to remember. A Y or E Y. So I think if the American way of doing it is G R A Y because of the A in America, and then G R E Y for England for the E in England. So oh wow, that is a good way of remembering it. G R A Y. Yeah. A lot too. Dude, yeah, definitely. I've like listed products on amazon before and one of them was gray and i like really messed me up as like how to spell that properly you know fun fact i don't really know if this is real um but i've heard that the reason that in the united states uh, the word color is spelled c-o-l-o-r instead of c-o-l-o-u-r and favorite takes the u out and stuff is because we were trying to save money on printing right so it's like each letter like <clears throat> oh really um, it's like more like, efficient yeah but I, I don't know if that's even real though, because like we did it with some words and we didn't do it with others. So totally, like the word tour is still spelled T O U R, but we could have just said T O R, and it probably would have been fine. Totally, I don't even know if that's real. Dude, English would be so brutal to learn. Yeah, I'm sure it would be. Yeah, there's so many words that are like, oh, they have like the same meaning. They're different in different contexts. It would be brutal. Uh, okay, I'm opening this guy up. Do it, and then we'll get out of here. Let's get out of here. I want to go read Gardens of the Moon. Yeah, I really want to read. I know, me too. Ooh, cool. A self-help. Okay, so this is called So Good They Can't Ignore You. Why skills trump passion in the quest for work you love. Gosh, I could not agree more. Why skills trump... Like, yes. Wait, why skills trump what now? 
why skills trump passion in the in the quest for work you love because like so many people have like you know like follow your passion like make sure you go and act and it's like man maybe maybe but like 0.01% of people are going to actually accomplish that i'm not saying don't follow your dreams but the best way that i've heard it said is don't follow your passions but always take them with you because it might yeah, not be yeah. the way that you end up making your millions, you know, um, but if you follow it, it might uh, lead you astray. You might waste it some time, you know. OK, so this is from Kevin. OK, so it says, hey, Chad, I impulsively decided to send this to you while listening to your January 1st, 2024 Monday morning minute. I hope it may provide some useful perspective in your quest from Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. I, I honestly think that it will. I already agree with just like the summation tagline on the front of it so yeah i'm stoked to uh, read this thank you very much kevin i really appreciate it that was really nice of you kevin yeah it was really nice it's a cool looking book too it's got that kind of silky like smooth waxy cover you know oh those are fun love that just don't get any candy on the front chad that's a gift dude i know i know all all the books you can tell when i really love a book because it's covered in like reese's peanut butter cups book is chocolate covered delicious <laughs> All right, everybody, that's going to do it for us today here on the Monday Morning Minute. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Hope you all have an amazing rest of your day. And of course, happy reading. And next week, we're going for two reviews. So let's beat our record for 2024, guys. Two reviews. Hit me hard. Bye, everybody. 